Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, guys, welcome back in here. It is hour number two on the early line. Joe Ranieri joined by the lovely Ariel Epstein, who no doubt... Uh, as soon as you're done watching this, you will continue to watch uh, her coming up the morning after uh, with uh, with Jared. And uh, we love Ariel. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk because we used to do that whole morning after thing. And then uh, this craziness happened. And uh, now we're all over the place, girl. But how have you been? Uh, you know, obviously, if you don't know, guys, you haven't followed Ariel. She... Uh, she came down with the Rona early on, but look at her, right? Yes. She looks beautiful. You look healthy. How are you doing, girl? As we hear on uh, some other shows, the Hansa. Look <laughs> at the Pharrell. Scotty Pharrell's, yeah, exactly. Scotty Pharrell's terminology of Corona or COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. I'm really happy that everything's back to normal in my household. Like, no one's, everyone's feeling good. The grandparents are feeling good. Uh, yeah, the Epstein family got hit by COVID, but we're excited that the NFL draft is on Thursday. Yep. I'm still waiting for my dad to put my television in my room because he decided a few weeks ago that he was going to swap my TV out for a bigger TV since we got a bigger TV in the basement. So okay. he was giving me the TV from the basement. I still have nothing on my wall. Bureau. With with the NFL draft coverage that we're going to be doing coming up, I go, Dad, don't you think that uh, you know, I might, I might need that? Yeah, Dad, <laughs> you want it not for nothing here. You want to you want to get the delivery? Like, do something here. Like, so, does he need help? Should we send people to the house so they can hang it up? Like, what's going on there? I think he just wants me to get every single player going to the correct team right in my mock draft because. Perfect. He just has full faith that I'm going to get every pick right, and I don't need to watch it on TV. Uh, listen, from dad's lips to, to God's ears, let's, uh, <laughs> we're all getting, we all nail these prop bets. Many of us will be calling in, uh, of course, late on uh, Monday. It's going to be one hell of a weekend. And I want to get your thoughts coming up. For those of you who don't know, Ariel's a big uh, Baltimore Ravens fan here. I'm a Jets fan, so I enjoy pain. She likes winning, apparently, but... Uh, we'll get her ideas on what's going to happen there because I do think some of the win totals, uh, of course, are out. And one thing that I've been talking about uh, here, Ariel, all this week, especially up till Thursday, is that whatever you like now on the board when it comes to NFL win totals, if you think there's value on there, you better bet it before Thursday because the minute that first round goes off, all those numbers are going to change and and one of the numbers i find fascinating is your ravens i've seen it at 11 and a half in uh, in some places i believe our friends at fanduel i've seen 12s out there so my only thing is what happens and if lamar gets hurt and i'm not saying that lamar yeah. is going to get hurt i don't even need him to miss half a seat I'm talking kind of hurt that requires him to miss two or three games because at a 12 number, and you're a Ravens fan, at a 12 number, I don't need a whole lot to go wrong in order to cash that ticket, but anybody taking the over, you need a whole lot to go right, and a whole lot went right last year, so A, where do you see this team from a win total this year, given the fact of everyone else in the AFC North getting a little bit better? 
And where do you think they should go in the draft? What are, what are you looking for with the Ravens this year? With that total at 11 and a half, I could see, you know, 12 seems like a good number. Mm -hmm. It's the 14 and two, I can't see happening again. Are they going to show us another gear with the Ravens, right? Because that's the big mm -hmm. question. A lot of people thought they were very one-dimensional last yep. year that, you know, when you get a lot of things going your way, you're good to go. And I also think it showed what, against Tennessee that defense's inability against a hard nose. I'm going to line up and run it down your throat team. Uh, they kind of did exactly what Baltimore has done to people, except they dragged it out a lot more and they couldn't get off the field. That defense was a big problem. They've got to somehow mitigate the whole, oh, crap, you're down by 14 points here to start the game. They are great when they're ahead, but yeah. the problem with the Ravens to me it was always, all right, what are you going to do if a team punches you in the mouth like the Titans did? Defense has got to be the way they go, I think, in, a, in the first couple uh, of this draft. And I don't know what's going to happen with wide receivers. I mean, there are some ridiculous numbers out there as far as wide receivers going in the first round, total wide receivers in this draft. It is a loaded draft for wide receivers. Everybody can use one. I'm going to be very interested to see which one of those teams, though, certainly in the bottom half of this draft, are going to go wide receiver in the first round as opposed to finding the value or the second and third. There are so many teams that need for a wide receiver, especially later on. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, you look at the Minnesota Vikings, which is why it kind of threw a wrench in things when the Odell Beckham Jr. trade talk came out because the Minnesota Vikings were a team that I actually like with two first-round picks to take a wide receiver in the first round. However, if you have Odell Beckham Jr. getting traded there, that's saying, okay, maybe they're not drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Right. Apparently, those rumors were squashed. However, it just shows that the Vikings probably are looking at a wide receiver. The over-under in wide receivers to go in the first round was really intriguing because I made a mock draft. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the way that my mock draft filled out, which had nothing to do with any odds I looked at, I tried to make a mock draft first. Of course, I was spot on with every like all the odds, all of them. It was just, it, it was either the number was five and a half, and I had either five or six players going from that position. I said, this makes sense. At least I know I made a solid mock draft. <laughs> it's just there's always those one or two fringe players for right. each prop bet. In the wide receiver position, I think a huge factor is going to be if T. Higgins falls out of the first mm. Yep, yep. And I got to tell you, I, I'm not sure, and a lot of people think that run on wide receivers is going to start at 11, right? So yep. think about that. So 11, 12, 13. That's you New got, York Jets. Right. You got Jets, Raiders, 49ers. Again, all could use. Broncos. Yeah, could all use wide receivers. But to me, if I'm at some point uh, as a Jet fan even, you've got to give him some talent. Like you've got to build. You've got to give him some legit weapons, not cast offs and those types of things. So like, would you, you rather the Jets go offensive lineman or wide receiver? That's the kicker to me, man. I don't think if you don't keep them upright, we've seen what that looks like. So it depends on how sold they are on guys like Beckton. He obviously likes his weed. Uh, that's a whole different story. But uh, it just depends on, A, does Thomas fall? What is that? What do the Giants do? Do the Giants go offensive line? Because... Mm -hmm. Might the offensive, might they have their pick of the litter there in, uh, in pick number 11 on the offensive line? If this draft is so stacked, like everyone thinks it is in wide receivers, I don't think the Raiders are going to go wide receivers. I think the Raiders are going to address the defense. 
Uh, I do think that the 49ers have a bit of a defensive problem with Buckner now heading over to, uh, to Indianapolis. So while everyone thinks that run is going to happen 11, 12, or 13, uh, I'm not so sure because everyone keeps saying, I'll get, a, I'll get a wide receiver later on. There could be a yep. number of wide receivers by the time pick 20 comes around where everyone's like, I didn't even think he was going to be available. Like T. Higg, like, wh what do you do? To me, he's a first-day wide receiver. He should be a first-day wide receiver. However, it always comes down to, which is why handicapping the NFL draft is so interesting, mm. It comes down to what one team does. If the New York Jets decide they're going to draft a wide receiver, I think that's why you would see the run of wide receivers going. Yep. A yep. team like the Vegas Raiders, if they see CeeDee Lamb, which has been a lot of hype and his odds have moved in the direction of being favored to go to the Jets, then Jerry Judy's still on the board. The Vegas Raiders have been tied to Jerry Judy. How do you not draft Judy after Lamb goes because then you're followed up by the San Francisco 49ers and then two picks later you have the Denver Broncos. Yep. The Denver Broncos could even try to trade up with the 49ers to try to get a receiver. The Broncos might even try to trade up inside the top 10 to get a wide receiver. Yep, yep. And it's that's, all, that's what the draft's so intriguing. I, I think it's going to be, to me, this draft was always going to be either the most boring thing and chalky ass thing that we have seen all in, in a long time with the draft because of the limitations many of these yeah. teams have had by being able to now they had the combine you know not everyone showed up at the combine but they did have a combine they got plenty of film on uh, on all of these players they have plenty of times the zoom skype them do whatever they're doing but the truth is it's not the same by getting them in the building and sitting across from them and teams haven't had a chance to do that so either this draft especially in the top is going to be Chalk, chalk, just best player available. Best player available. Forget the knees. Best player available. And they're going to go on down. Nobody's moving. Nobody's trading. Or I think starting with pick three, which is to me really where the draft begins there, I think once the, once the Lions are on the clock, I think all hell could break loose. Because like you said, once one team does something crazy, the ripple effect from there, it begins to move on Let's down. Let's say that there's a Nuts. team who really wants a quarterback, such as the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. Yes. What happens if the Jacksonville Jaguars outbid the Chargers and the Dolphins for the number three pick in the draft, gets a quarterback, whether it be Herbert to a tongue of Iloa, then you have to see, okay, are the Chargers going to now try to trade up to four with the Giants? Are the Miami Dolphins going to try to trade up to right. four with the Giants? The, that's the ripple effect and why I think John Sheeran kind of made the point from FanDuel that live betting just isn't going to happen in the NFL draft because in order to get new odds set, everything is just a ripple effect of what happened five minutes prior. That's correct. Yep, and there's not going to be enough time in between, but uh, I think... If if it was me, I'm looking at that. If I am Washington, if I am, of course, Cincinnati, and even if I'm Detroit, um, you answer the phone. Of course, you answer the phone if it rings. But to me, the asking price has to be so astronomical. And we don't know on whether or not a team is willing to pay that. But certainly, the Dolphins have the assets. Jacksonville's got two first-round picks. But if I'm Detroit sitting at three, you've got a chance to get, and you got Matt Patricia on the hot seat. You need to rebuild that defense. You lost Darius Slay. You got an opportunity to go get a stud shutdown cornerback, the number one cornerback in the draft in Akuda, or you can go get this Simmons kid who everybody is drooling over and thinks 
maybe the highest ceiling of any defensive player, including Chase Young, in this year's draft. If I'm Matt Patricia, what do you, unless they give you the world, you stick in number three and you get yourself the best defensive player on the field or on the board at that time. And you can get one of the, you can get a great one. And so I don't know that anything is going to happen. The Giants, to me, are definitely the team that is going to be answering the phone because they, of all teams, maybe say, hey, you want up and get your quarterback? Okay. I, you don't have to fall that far down at number six to go get him if you want to, if the Chargers are going to call or a seven or eight or go down. I think the Giants and Dave Gettleman, to me, are the one team that, yeah, if that phone rings, uh, hold on to your hat because craziness could, could absolutely ensue. I'm curious as to how this new layout of the draft is going to impact trades because mm. I don't think that they're adding any more time to the clock, yet you don't have teams who are all together in one room where right. they could just scream across a table and say, what do you think we should do right now? They all have to communicate via a video conferencing call or a phone call. Then you have to relay the pick to however mm -hmm. they're relaying it to the commissioner, which if the commissioner is practicing social distancing, he shouldn't really have anybody in the room with him, which technically means he should be receiving a phone call from someone else. <laughs> there's just there's a, there's a whole different yep. pattern of getting to the commissioner and getting trades done. That's correct. I'm curious if trades are going to be on the decline this year. Yeah, I, and that's a good it's a good question again i think it's going to we'll see at the top we'll really see at the top there i know they said they're going to be a little lenient with the you know when you're on the clock obviously it is skype and zoom we don't want anybody you know zoom bombing during the uh during the broadcast <laughs> another issue uh, yeah exactly which could be another issue so I, I do think they'll be a little bit lenient with that but if anything is going to happen during the draft i got to believe teams have already somehow they've already had discussions here um, if I hear about Odell Beckham Jr. one more time being on, it's true, it's not true, it's true. There's half-truths in everything. So yeah. there could very well be that kind of blockbuster trade too where, all right, we're going to give them the number third, fourth, fifth pick, whatever, and we're going to, they're, they're shipping out Odell and, and the Cleveland moves up or something along those lines. The Jaguars lines. trade Leonard Fournette to the Detroit Lions. Exactly correct. I think all of that is going to be pre-planned with these teams, and I think it's going to be absolutely uh, crazy. And I'm not sure. I know everybody will talk more about this uh, coming up, but listen, everybody thinks the number five and six is quarterback, right? And then it's hurry up and beat the Dolphins to a quarterback. Mm. Um, what if the Dolphins are content with playing the cards of whoever is there or whoever is there at 18 or whoever That's is there. That's what I'm beginning to think. I, maybe they're not sold. Again, you got a defensive-minded head coach there in Brian Flores that is willing to build that defense from the secondary up. He's shown you that already. Going out, spending money on Jones. He's got some ability. He's got, he's got some options there in the secondary. And at number five, have an Akuda if he falls, have a Simmons if he's there, and start building a defensive powerhouse there. I'm not sold that Miami nor the Chargers are just automatically going to take a quarterback. I want to get your thoughts on which quarterback you think could very well fall out of the top ten. Uh, and there's going to be one of them. The question is, who is it? We'll talk about that coming up here. It is the early line on the grid. Ariel Epstein in for Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. We'll be back right after this.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, guys, welcome back in. Here it is, the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Joe and Ari hanging out with Ariel Epstein, uh, taking a seat here as uh, Dane Martinez is, uh, I'm not sure where he is, actually, but... Uh, it was his birthday this past weekend. I know, so happy you know, birthday. Exactly. I felt bad. He did the, uh, we, you know, he did the first hour, then he had some uh, he had some things he had to do. So I was like, don't worry about it. We got Ariel. She's going to jump in. It'll be all good to go. Plus, we got a draft. It's draft all day. All week here, uh, really, yeah, on uh, on the grid, because that's it. I mean, we've got the draft coming, and there's so much uh, going on in interest, I think, and intrigue with this draft. Uh, a lot of it's centering on, obviously, the top of the draft is filled with a bunch of teams that are looking to either hit the reset button, have, uh, you know, that's the way the draft works. The bottom of the draft is intriguing because um, you've got some of those teams that are on the rise, you know, they're just... They're so good or they're good enough where they're going to be stuck in the middle of the road like the Dolphins were for so many years, you know, not, you know, sitting at that number 12 or 13 pick like, all right, you know. So amazing be... that they have the fifth pick in the draft yeah. after last year's start. Yes. Yeah, well, when you get 14 draft picks, it's amazing. 14 draft picks they have coming into uh, Thursday, guys, and I can assure you they're not going to be using all 14. No. There is going to be some leverage there with the Dolphins. And, you know, we were talking, of course, uh, last segment about how some of these, how some of the, uh, the teams at the top and organizations may approach this. It may be a free-for-all and, you know, let, throw caution in a win, let's go. Let trade, 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 we'll take him, you trade here, we're good to go. Or it could be as chalky as possible. But I'm not sold at the top of this draft, like every other mock draft that I've seen, this idea of Tua and Herbert being off the, bat, uh, off the board there within the first six, seven picks, and I'm not buying it. I, I'm just not buying a guy with not one but two ankle surgeries, a broken hip surgery, a broken wrist surgery, a guy that in his entire career at Alabama only had eight games in which he was able to throw more than 20 passes. And the reason being is when you're playing Sam Houston State, all right, and you're up by 50, you're not playing in the fourth quarter. And then it wasn't like every big-time game you played in, you showed up in. And you can't stay healthy. You get hurt. Three years, three major surgeries like that is a concern, especially since I can't have my doctors look at you. I'm not saying he's not worth it. I'm not saying he won't be a great NFL quarterback. But there's a big difference with all the other talent that's on that board where you're going to mortgage the future in order to take a guy that in three years, if he's hurt again or not on the field, that general manager doesn't have a job, right? I mean, he's gone. And uh, the team, yeah, congratulations. You're back to square one, only you set the franchise back five years. Risk, reward, many teams, and I don't blame them, just don't feel like the risk is, uh, is worth the reward with Tua. He, to me... Alex where does he land in your book? Where do you think he's going? Well, the, the argument also against the injury 
uh, the injury storyline with Tua Tungavailoa is Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Those were other quarterbacks that were injury prone in college. And look at the careers they've had so far in the NFL. Mm-hmm. One's a Hall of Famer, and the other one, if he keeps it up, is probably going to be one too. The Miami Dolphins passed up on picking up Drew Brees. They've been looking for a quarterback ever since. Mm-hmm. As someone who lives in Miami, how does that not make you want to try to take a risk here on Tua? Yeah, I, it doesn't. It, I understand what, what's going on, but I also understand the flip side of that because you're in a position in Miami where you still got Josh Rosen on his team, who's 24 years old, 25 years you? old, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, you, you still there? got Rosen. You got Fitzmagic for another year. Oh, yeah, there's this uh, kid out of Clemson next year. What's his, uh, what's his name? Yeah, there's another quarterback coming out of the draft next year. I, I just don't know. And, and listen, they might like Jordan Love. They might think that a quarterback that you can get in the later rounds, it, you know, maybe that's when they want to address it, giving what they had. In order to get a guy like Simmons, who many people, let's say, at number five, right, now you've got an anchor on a defense here that you're building around that is just ridiculous. And you're a defensive-minded coach. You got more picks enough in there to move up maybe after that and go get a guy that you might like. I just, I don't think it's as cut and dry as everybody says it is. And I certainly don't think the Chargers are guaranteed to get Herbert or even Tua for that matter. If I'm the Chargers, I'm happy with who I have at quarterback. Yes, I've got to address it, but I can address it later on in that draft, right? I can get a stud defensive player to go with that side of the ball to go up against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Think about it with Simmons or a co- You don't like, think that the Chargers, the Chargers would go offensive linemen if they could? I don't think they will. No, I, they, they should, right? They should. Mm-hmm. They should do a lot of things. But you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes yeah. in that division. You ain't beating him in that if you don't have a defense. They've got all the right pieces. You can add one more piece on that. And, you know, all of a sudden the Chargers, even with Tyrod Taylor, how much do you think Anthony Lynn's on the chopping block for the Chargers? I don't know how he's not. Uh, but again, I get it. Listen, a couple of years ago, a lot of things went well. You know, they were close. But this team, for some reason, Ariel, I don't know. The Chargers continue to get hit by the injury bug like I've never seen. Last year, to me, it was Phillip Rivers throwing Hail Marys because he felt he got to the point where, like, if I don't do it, it ain't going to get nothing we do can, can go that way. At some point, the Chargers' luck has to turn around. It's not for a lack of talent. I mean, this is one of the more talented rosters in the league. Yeah. I just not sold that with the number six pick, even if it is offensive line, offensive lineman or defense, and you could really, that's the difference between being a really good team to, okay, Mahomes, we're coming after you. Uh, I just don't know that having a guy that's going to sit his ass on the bench for a year and that's the other thing. You, If you pick somebody in the top six, they, they have to play right away, don't they? Like, yes and no. I, don't, I wouldn't exactly say that you have to make sure that they're ready to go week one. I think Justin Herbert does need some time behind somebody Absolutely. before you throw him out there. Joe Burrow, he's the number one overall pick in this draft. He's yes. going to start week one for the Cincinnati Bengals. The amount you're paying your first-round pick, what is it, usually like $18 million for mm-hmm. your first-round pick? He's going to start. I actually think Tua Tungavailoa, if it's not for his injuries and who knows with his medical history and what medical staffs think, I do think that Tua is actually more NFL ready 
for week one than Justin Herbert is. Justin Herbert was in the Pac-12 going up against defenses that mm. pretty much are non-existent in the Pac-12. It's a very offensive-based conference. Then you have Tua, who's gone up against the Tua, and you have Joe Burrow, who mm. are in the SEC going up against elite defenses. It's the best defenses you're going to face at that are close to the NFL level. Right. At least those players are used to playing that those that size of defensive player. I think Justin Herbert needs some time, regardless of who he goes to. I agree with you 100%. I think we all realize, certainly in the first round, and when it comes to the quarterback position, where you go um, as far as location is just as important as how high you go. Like, so it's... It all comes down you, to money. It, it comes down to cash, and it also comes down to, listen, I love, I, I think Joe Burrow, all right, had one of the most amazing years we have ever seen in college football, guys. He worth every accolade, Heisman, you name it. I don't look at Joe Burrow as a good enough talent that he can overcome where he goes if it's not the right spot. Mm -hmm. And Cincinnati is a we dumpster fire. We only really fire. saw him for one year. Yeah, well, like the other three years we saw him, it wasn't that good. Like it That's wasn't... what I'm saying. We only saw Joe mm -hmm. Burrow at that level for one year. How yep. much do you really trust that one year to project an entire NFL career? Yeah, well, also, he went where everybody around him was that much better than everybody yes. he was playing. So, yeah, with elite talent around him, and that's the argument with Tua. Like, listen, dude, you the best offensive linemen, the best wide receivers, and still you couldn't keep your ass upright. Like, you were still getting hurt. And Burrow, congratulations. We've seen you in less than ideal conditions, which is exactly what you're going to in Cincinnati. Mm. And are you good enough? Do you think that coaching staff is good enough to be able to help him along to overcome that? I don't think he is. Um, I think just like we've seen year after year, there's going to be a quarterback somewhere in that middle tier is probably going to have the longest career in the NFL out of all of these guys. Now, yep. everyone loves, you know, Jordan Love, which is great. You know, he's a, a project from uh, Eason, all of these other guys. I just, the pressure that comes with having to not draft or draft those quarterbacks high, but at the same time, having to play them, if I'm the Chargers, I'm a 10-win team here. Like, I have enough talent to be a 10-win team. Even with Tyrod Taylor, who's been in the system for a year now, I'm going to have to draft somebody at the six that I'm putting, let's say it is Herbert, right? Well, I'm going to sit in there. Like, the number six pick is not going to help me win a championship this year. Am I, do am I willing to do that as opposed to offensive lineman or defensive player that really puts you over the top? I also try to look at the system that a team has in place mm -hmm. already right. compared to a quarterback that they might be drafting. Yep. When I take the Los Angeles Chargers and them potentially drafting to a Tungavailoa, I'm looking at you have to restructure your entire offense That's then correct. around that quarterback. Whereas if you take Justin Herbert, there's not really much to adjust to. Same thing for the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not a speedster. <laughs> I mean, yep. he can move. He has mobility in the pocket, but... If you have Tua Tungavailoa, you're looking for an offense that's a little bit more centered centered around a mobile quarterback than if you're to take six foot six, two hundred thirty six pound Justin Herbert. However, you see teams that are willing to take that risk. Teams are willing to shift their offenses around. It's just a matter of looking at the coach and seeing are they willing yep. to risk another two to three years of potentially not being a Super Bowl caliber team, which the Miami Dolphins 
how long are they keeping their head coach for? Yeah, the Chargers, exactly. how long are they keeping their head coach for? You have to make sure that you are setting yourself up to be successful if you take these quarterbacks. I'm not sold, though, on neither of them taking I think that they will take quarterbacks. Right. I don't think these teams are going to be willing to wait it out another year. I don't think Terod Taylor is the answer because he hasn't been the answer for any organization he's been with. Good he took point. the Buffalo Bills to a playoff game, which only happened because the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Cincinnati Bengals the final week of the season. Yep. They got in on a Hail Mary. Terod Taylor is a backup quarterback in the NFL. Yep. So is Ryan Fitzpatrick. If these two teams want to tell me that these head coaches are willing to take the risk to not draft a top six quarterback and wait it out for next year, I'm sorry, you're risking your career on that one. I, listen, it's not, I don't argue with it all. Going to be very hard, especially to answer to the fan base come uh, Friday morning as to why you don't have to or why you don't have Herbert, uh, who, let us not forget, if he had come out the year prior, he would have been the number one pick uh, last year. So yep. it's, I get it. It's interesting. But I do think that there's more to ponder here this year because of the level of you've got game-breaking wide receivers, right? You've got difference makers. You've got You've got a couple of offensive tackles there, um, at least two out of the four that some people think are going to be difference makers day one on a team. They're going to be able to go in there and start. You couple that with a couple of these defensive guys uh, that are going to be available here. It's, it's hard, man. It's not just, I think, is while, yes, the prudent thing would be go get the quarterback, worry about it later. It's hard this year, man. There are some decisions to be made. And listen, even Dave Gettleman, what are you doing with the number four pick if you're Gettleman? you got to build the defense, right? Uh -huh. And you could, theoretically, with four, get one of the best players uh, on the defensive side there, whether it be Akuda or Simmons or whoever Detroit doesn't take. Or you could go and get that stud offensive lineman to protect your, you know, your quarterback. I, what do you do if you're Dave Gettleman at number four? I think you have to go offensive lineman here. Mm. Saquon Barkley is your running back. Yep. You have Daniel Jones as your quarterback. The money that went into the two of them, that's a second and seventh pick in an mm -hmm. NFL draft. You have to, again, it all comes down to money. They need to try to protect these players because if Saquon Barkley has another dud year, I'm calling my agent and saying, dude, get me out of here. This is no. my prime right now. If you don't make Saquon Barkley happy, he's going to be out of there. And yep. then what is your offense based off of? Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones? They have the receivers in place. I think that the Giants have a pretty good receiving core, and they got healthy towards the end of last season. Daniel Jones was back on the field towards the end of last season. Right. They brought him in the last game or last two games of the year. But your quarterback, who you drafted seventh overall in the NFL draft, was out for a few games because your offensive line is so terrible that you can't protect him. Yep. That's yep. why I think the Giants have to go offensive line, and we've seen the, the line movement shift in that direction. Now it's just a matter of which offensive linemen the Giants are willing to take because right. it started out with Wirfs being the favorite. Then we see that Jedrick Wills jumped up from plus 440 to now being the favorite at, yep. I had to double check what he's at right now, but he's plus 100-something yep. to go to the Giants as their first pick in the draft. I don't see the Giants going Isaiah Simmons here just because I think that they've invested so much into their offense, they have to protect it. All right. I, I, listen, it's Gettleman is notoriously a defensive kind of guy, so it'll be interesting to yeah. see what he does. But again, Gettleman, you're on the hook with your quarterback, Daniel Jones. He might not get to the page in time, though, in his big book, of, uh, in his so big book that he has everything on instead of the computer.
so confused <laughs> with uh, with the Giants this year. It's not even. I just don't even know what to expect from them. I truly don't. Uh, but this it, war room is a mess. It's just. It's going to be unbelievable to watch how this unfolds for the Giants. Both. New York teams, for that matter. Going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds for the Jets and the Giants. Mm -hmm. uh, Giants are a six-win team right now. Jets, six and a half, currently at their number. I do think they can both get to six or seven wins here if, uh, if they don't screw this draft up. And there is some important pieces the to the puzzle. The Giants are going to be the first team ever to say that they accidentally hit draft on their board, Isn't like the, the fantasy truth. football style. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep, it's coming, guys. I'm telling you, it's uh, we'll talk a little bit more. We'll start going down these dailyroto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice, we play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the dailyroto.com optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join dailyroto.com. All right, welcome back in here, guys. It is the early line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Ariel Epstein uh, filling in here for Dane Martinez as we all get ready uh, for the draft. Thursday night should be uh, a very interesting night. And I will say this, those of you who work in office buildings, um, and I knew they used to have a Saturday Night Live skit about uh, the IT guys, right? The IT department over there. Uh, those dudes are earning their paychecks on Thursday yep. night. I can assure you when you've got 55, 56 players that they basically invited to be a part of the telecast when it comes, you've got Roger Goodell and his NFL thong sitting on the couch in his basement, going to be announcing guys. You uh, sound like you're speaking from experience. I believe me when I tell you I have, uh, yes, uh, trying to get our uh, telecast ready here at the grid has been, I got a whole new appreciation for the IT people, and you should as well, because the amount of eyes that are going to be on uh, the television for this draft, and I don't, all I'm going to say is, listen, it's some things are out of your control when it comes to the internet and those types of streaming things. So I do think uh, they'll try to get, picks in sooner rather than later. Uh, there could be an occasional drop uh, here or there. It'll be fun to watch how they address it, but there's nothing standard about this. This is kind of first, kind of new ground for a lot of networks and certainly in AFL. When you're going to have 32 first round picks there coming over Zoom or Skype, uh, I can't wait to see how this goes. Um, Just please, to anyone gambling, don't make yes. sports gamblers even more yes. of a negative thing in this country. Because if you even try to be a hacker and make sure the team that you bet on picks who you chose, yes. you know that you are going to put sports gambling back another five years. So please, right. if you gamble on sports, don't be one of the hackers. Do not. Like, please, pretty please, por favor, like, leave it go. Like, the Jets have enough problems. Like, I don't want to, uh, please don't go there. Um, <laughs> all right, so let me ask you a question here, um, Ariel. And, of course, you guys, uh, Ariel's on right after this with uh, Jared Smith there the morning after. And she'll uh, be a part of the Pro Football Today crew who will come to you live um, on Thursday night as we've got you covered. Uh, every aspect of that draft on Thursday night we will be here with you. And I, let me start at the top, Errol, and, and we'll go down here. 
um, from Cincinnati, I think Joe Burrow, right? Do you see any yeah. scenario that Cincinnati trades out or Joe Burrow is not a Bengal come 8.30 on Thursday night? No, and I think that if you look at the odds on FanDuel, which right now has Joe Burrow They've at come minus 100, what, from minus 100,000? There's some value there now, isn't there? No, no, no. no. Minus 100,000. Right. I placed that bet like yesterday right. when it was at minus 100,000. Yeah, I laid the 100,000. And I'm like really confident that Joe Burrow is going number one. I agree. Uh, Chase Young, uh, and it's so funny too. I find it fascinating, Arrow, that all throughout this process, nobody's talked about Joe Burrow. Nobody's talked about Chase Young. It's all been that, let's face it, they, these two guys are going, it, they've been a I'll be honest, I forget that Joe Burrow sometimes exists. I, Chase Young, too. I mean, this is a yep. guy that is compared to, he's going to be, you know, a, a total, total guy that is going to reshape a defense, right? And yep. there's still some questions about whether or not they, you know, Washington will go with, like, right. it's amazing That's the only to me. reason that I've heard of Chase Young in the right. last few weeks is because people are curious if the Redskins will trade out of the second pick right. and give up Chase Young. I don't see it happening because your new head coach in Washington is Ron Rivera, who's very defensive-minded. Yep. He, Yeah, he might not love Dwayne Haskins, but what are the Redskins supposed to do? They have three nope. quarterbacks they're currently paying, including Alex Smith, who hasn't That's played correct. in two years. He's still under contract with the Redskins. I do believe that Ron Rivera is going to want a quarterback of his choosing. However, I just don't see how a defensive-minded coach mm -hmm. who has a horrendous defense is going to pass up on a game-changing defensive end in Chase Young. I, I don't know how either. I could make the same argument. Number three with Detroit. I don't see how that team who certainly ain't going to go quarterback guys all right with Matt Stafford still there that it's not going to happen not at number three Matt Patricia some feel on the hot seat uh, we learned uh, of course uh, over the last week about how some players say you know they can't stand them and this and that the ownership groups coming out saying everyone loves them there's always you know the truth is somewhere in the middle but if you're Matt Patricia and you have, um, you know, Simmons, you have Akuda on the board there, you're probably, we know you're answering the phones, but Ariel, where do you see Detroit going here uh, with that pick? If they stay tried and true at three, who are you going with? I think that the Lions would have to take Okuda. The mm -hmm. Lions had the second to worst um, pass defense in the NFL last mm -hmm. season. You have to improve there. Patricia is a defensive-minded coach. He'll know what to do with Okuda. You know exactly where you're putting him at the cornerback position. Yep. Isaiah Simmons is a lot of work. I think he's very versatile. He's very talented. However, you have to know where you're going to put him in your defense right. because he's so versatile. At least Jeff Okuda, you know what you're getting. And I think that, again, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Darius Slay, the loss of him, you have to replace him somehow. And that's going to be where you have to start is with the – Part of your defense that was the second to worst in the NFL, the yep. secondary. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think they're going to go defense. I think they're going to stay true. I think the Giants are going to go offensive line, like we talked about. Uh, Miami going to go a quarterback, whichever one. Uh, you know, the Chargers. I'm not sold on them going quarterback. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But mm -hmm. then you start getting into that. You know, Carolina, Jacksonville is going to be in that area there. What do you see happening there towards the end of that uh, that top 10 uh, in the first round there? Where do you see Carolina go? What do you think they're going to do? 
Well, I have to say the lock in that seven through ten range is Derek Brown, the Auburn yep. defensive tackle. He's mm-hmm. going to go in that range somewhere. He's probably one of the second. He's probably the second best defensive player in this draft behind Chase Young. That's yep. a slam dunk. Yep. However, I've heard from friends of mine who I know that work in Carolina. They work with the pan, not within the Panthers, but they work and cover the Panthers for years. A friend of mine said that a scout actually told him they haven't been discussing Simmons. Interesting. In fact, the Panther scout said that they were looking to trade back and potentially take a wide receiver. Which, again, you can't believe everything you hear the week leading into the draft. People like to throw smoke screens out there, especially the scouts. I think it's part of their job description is mm-hmm. how like how good's your poker face. Yep, that's correct. I, It's so hard to read into, especially as this draft is going to go on here. Who's... Who's telling the truth? Who's not telling mm-hmm. the truth? What's smoke? What's not smoke? I do uh, think the Panthers will go defense. I do too. I, if I they stay seven. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll definitely uh, they'll stay there. But where you know, as, as we keep creeping on down there, and you start looking at, at Jacksonville is so intriguing to me after what happened over the last week when you're you know Fournette comes out says we need Cam, you know Marone comes out and says these two need to work it out. That being Gardner Minshew and Fournette. Now we hear Fournette's on the market. Um, Jacksonville's very intriguing. A, do you think that Jacksonville's in play for a quarterback at number nine? Yes, I think they're in play. I think they're in play. I think that if by some miracle Tua Tungavailoa falls down to the nine spot, that Jacksonville has no choice but to take him. However, I don't think I foresee that happening, which means they probably should, if a defensive player such as, Derek Brown is available to go at that point, then I would think that the Jaguars would take him because I do think that Louisville, I mean, I keep doing that. They're same colors. Arizona is going to take someone like Louisville's Mekhi Becton. I think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to go offensive line because, again, investing in your first overall pick in the draft in Kyler Murray, and then you decide to get DeAndre Hopkins and get him in a trade from the Houston Texans. Yep. You have to protect that offense with the offensive line. I think they go offensive line, which means either Isaiah Simmons or Derek Brown are going to be available at that ninth spot if the Panthers don't take one of them. And I don't know how Jacksonville passes up on that. Then they figure out with their pick, their 20th pick in the draft, if they love a quarterback enough, like love, to take or trade up for. Now, what do you think? It's funny because... Cleveland, I think, makes sense for offensive line, right? One way or the other, Cleveland is going to go an offensive lineman. So really the way I have it is that you've got two teams, the Giants and Cleveland. They're looking offensive line, right? So that's two of the four guys. Which ones obviously remain to be seen? Um, But Cleveland, I think, do you think they'll surprise us at all? You think there'll be anything uh, out of the ordinary with Cleveland? If there's one team I can't predict in football as to what they're going to do, it's the Cleveland Browns. I, any kind of rational decision-making that's involved, and to ask if I could see them going against that, I say yes. I do believe that they're going to go offensive line. I think that it's set it in the odds ever since the odds mm-hmm. came out that the Cleveland Browns are going to like to go for an offensive lineman. It's just a matter of which offensive lineman they're going to go for. I've seen things about Andrew Thomas. I've seen Ezra Cleveland being one of the offensive linemen they like. Mm-hmm. Ezra Cleveland, to me, is not a top-10 pick which is why maybe the Browns might trade back if they yep. love him so much and mm-hmm. they could pick up some more draft capital by getting an offensive lineman they're confident in. However, I think the 
the team that could surprise us and shake things up a lot in the top ten is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. If there's a team that's more of a lock for an offensive lineman out there, please tell me because yeah. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going offensive linemen in this draft. If they don't, they're going to have to suffer the wrath of Tom Brady, which I think a couple weeks in, and it isn't what they're looking to do. No, I don't they might think be so. trading yep. up into the top 10 for an offensive lineman. I agree with you. I think there is uh, going to be some serious pressure. You went out and got a 43-year-old quarterback now. You better be able to uh, protect him there at some cost. What about, and, and this is the other thing that we're, number eight at the, the Cardinals, right? you got to figure eight, the Cardinals, 10, Cleveland, for the Giants. So that's three offensive linemen in the first 10 pick. Mm -hmm. How do you like that? I'm okay with that. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with the three going. I actually do have that in my mock draft. I have three offensive linemen going in the top 10. That's why I don't really foresee the Chargers going offensive linemen. However, if they don't go quarterback, then I can't imagine them taking anything else, even though you can. Yep. Um, I think that the Cardinals, though, Jared believes that it's not it's not a um, it's not a lock that the Arizona Cardinals would go offense. He thinks mm. that if there's a defensive player such as Derek Brown on the board, Jared says he could see Arizona taking Derek Brown off the board at eight. I think that's interesting too. They definitely do need to improve their defense. However, Arizona, as I said, these teams are all about the money, and you have to protect your money, and that's where their money is in Arizona, is the offense. Yeah, I... Ugh. So where does the first wide receiver go, and who is it? I mean, if you're looking at this, I, I, I've heard the arguments for Ruggs. I've heard it for, obviously, Judy. Um, I, you know, C.D. Lamb is no slouch. They all kind of do a little something different, right? But well, I, I have know. to throw that back on you because why are reports saying the Jets are so high on C.D. Lamb? I have no idea because I thought Judy was going to be the uh, the person that they uh, that they go for. Listen, Ruggs is, you know, he's the little speedster of it, right? He's Tyreek Hill of this year's mm -hmm. draft is what everyone says he does. The thing that I like about uh, Jerry Judy is that he also, um, you know, he's pretty good at special teams and those types of things there. I don't know. I don't know which one is going to go. I could see why a team in a copycat league would be like, give me Henry Ruggs. Like, give me the guy that can just flat out, you know, he's running a 4-1-4. Give me Ruggs. We'll figure out the rest later. But I don't know. If the Jets go wide receiver, to me, I would say it's Judy. But um, the question is, does anybody trade up? To go get there. I think there. that I could see the Denver Broncos yeah, trading up absolutely. out of 15. I yep. think that if there's a team that needs a wide receiver the most, it's the Denver Broncos. You have Cortland Sutton and you have um, the Penn State wide receiver. Uh, why am I forgetting? Why am I blanking on his name? Hamilton? As in Hamilton? Uh, uh, I'm trying to so. remember. Oh, I'm trying. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Anyway, um, so they have the two wide receivers. Mm -hmm. It's just they don't have the speedster. Right. That's why I think Henry Ruggs would be a good fit for Denver. Yep. I could see Denver trading up, though, and mm -hmm. getting their fair share of whatever wide receiver they want because I don't see a wide receiver going in the top 10 unless there's a trade. Well, they got Noah Fant. They got Sutton on the outside. So that it would be interesting for Denver to add that other piece. Um, mm -hmm. And if they really want to go up, I mean, from 10 to 11, let's say, or, or from 15 to Deshaun 11. Deshaun Hamilton. That's Deshaun name, Hamilton, right? yes. Yeah. Isn't that, exactly. And they liked what they saw from him. So, uh, But they do need a number one. And again, it's a matter of getting weapons to your young quarterbacks, which is exactly mm -hmm. what some of these teams are trying to do. Um, what if the Raiders 
Ah, you want to say it. Raiders to me are going to go defense. I don't think they're going to go offense. You don't think they're going wide receiver? I, you know, I don't think so. And I think they probably like one more than the other. And if he is not available on the board, like if the Jets had gone or somebody traded up to get him, I do think they, at that point, there's going to be guys like C.J. Henderson available. And dare I say, Jordan Love might be available. Dare I say they go quarterback. the Raiders being a quarterback, being in interest of a quarterback. It's just because they got the other asset to come up and, you know what I mean? They've gotten an ability to go up and get a wide receiver if they want a little bit later on in the first round. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, I'm not going to – I don't think the Raiders would catch me as a team that would surprise me if they did take right. a quarterback in right. this draft. I just think that if you do have Derek Carr, I, not that he is going to be a Raider much longer because I think the Raiders are going to want to reestablish themselves once they get to Vegas. Yep. However, you're already talking about a stadium that may or may not continue construction in the next few weeks. Yep. We're not sure if the Raiders will be able to even play in their home stadium the first week of the season. Then you're talking about switching up your quarterback's room, Mm -hmm. bringing in fresh blood in a rookie quarterback. I'm not sure this is the year for the Raiders to draft a quarterback. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very, very interesting, shall we say. Uh, You never know. Mayock and Gruden, it's a new era. Uh, with the Los Angeles Raiders with the number 12 pick in the draft. And, of course, uh, coming up next, you'll get uh, more of Ariel there as uh, Jared Smith and her take you on with the uh, morning after. Uh, Dane and I will be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. here on the early line. But, Ariel, glad to see that you are healthy, excited for the draft like we all are, and appreciate your time uh, stepping up here, stepping in for us. But enjoy your day. Have a great show with Jared. and. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.